I recognized you from the newsreels. Oh? Solicitors, you know. We dealt with Madame Robillard's residual legal business in England. Not that there was much of it. I am so glad to meet you. I was planning to write in any case once I got back. Really? She didn't leave me any money, did she? He smiled. I'm afraid not. By the time she died, she was really quite poor. Goodness gracious me, I said with a smile. Why the surprise? Well, she was very wealthy when I knew her. I'd heard that. I knew her only as a sweet old lady with a weakness for worthy causes. But I found her charming on the few occasions we met. Quite captivating, in fact. Yes. That's her, I replied. Why did you come to the funeral? A tradition of the firm, he said with a grimace. We bury all our clients. A last service. But, you know, it's a trip to Paris and there's not much opportunity for that these days. Unfortunately, I could get hold of so little currency I have to go straight back this evening. Well, I have a little more than that, so would you care for a drink? He nodded. And we walked down the Boulevard Saint-Germain to a café, past grim buildings blackened with the filth of a century or more of smoke and fumes. Whiteley, formerly Captain Whiteley, so he told me, had an annoying tendency to grip my elbow at the difficult bits, to make sure I did not trip and fall. It was thoughtful, although the assumption of decrepitude was irritating. A good brandy. She deserved no less, and we drank her health by the plate-glass window as we sat on our rickety wooden chairs. Madame Robillard, we intoned several times over, becoming more garrulous as we drank. He told me of life and intelligence during the war. The time of his life, he said wistfully, now gone for good and replaced with daily toil as a London solicitor. I told him stories of reporting for the BBC, of D-Day, of telling the world about the Blitz. All yesterday and another age. Who was her husband? I asked. I assume he is long dead. Robiar died about a decade ago. He ran the orphanages and schools with her. Is that why all those children were in the church? I imagine so. She started her first home after the war. The first war. There were so many orphans and abandoned children, and she somehow got involved with them. By the end, there were about ten or twelve schools and orphanages, I gather, all run on the very latest humanitarian principles. They consumed her entire fortune, in fact. So much so that I imagine they will all be taken over by the state now. A good enough use for it. When I knew her, she was married to Lord Ravenscliff. That was more than forty years ago, though. 
I paused. Whiteley looked blank. Have you heard of Ravenscliff? I inquired. No, he said. Should I have? I thought, then shook my head. Well, maybe not. He was an industrialist, but most of the companies disappeared in the Depression. Some closed, others were bought up. The Vickers took over a few, I remember. The lone and level sands stretch far away, you know. Pardon? Nothing. I breathed in the thick air of cigarette smoke and damp, then attracted the waiter's eye and called for more drinks. It seemed a good idea. Whiteley was not...